You've played the missions. But do you really know the lore? We're here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for the Shyacon's scuba shell. I'm going to be your host. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. We got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore lore at Outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at Guardians of Lore, all one word. You can also leave a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. Because I don't check them ever. (laughs) Uh, You could also do that by jumping into our Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Finger Guns. Thank you so much, Finger Guns. Yay, you did it. And thanks again to our subscribers, Valaragna, Linkman22, Doom, Firebired, and Unnamed Guardian. Lesson three. And is that everybody? I think so. I hope so. Oh, no. Croutons. And last but not least, Saladin's Croutons. Woo! You can find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there! Yeah. As of right now. I don't know about whenever this episode drops. Right. (laughs) It could be whenever. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, because this is going to be such a short episode, uh, we're just going to dive right into it. We have zero Twoggle for you. Twoggle's already over. Totally weird. We didn't even have one. <laughs> uh, so some lore isn't pressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. So this is uh, Shea Khan's Scuba Shell. How it is obtained... To discover Sheikhan's shell, you must find all the hidden plants in each level of the deep dive activity. There are two plants on each subsequent level. And you can't do it when you're in the story activity. You have to do it in an actual deep dive. Yes. They're glowy. You can't really miss them. But uh, when you discover them, they go in your fish tank. So that's super cool. A few of them you can miss because they are kind of like in tucked away corners. Yeah, but if you're like with your friends and just kind of fucking about. Yeah, you'll you'll happen upon them. Yeah, you'll you'll find them. And you but there's usually two in each level. And you can get all six in a single run. Yeah, you can. And whenever you find um, an alcane, you get bait. So those are not considered part of the deal those just give you extra bait for fishing uh so those are just bait they bait you all the time 
They bait you all the time. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to read this very long lore tab, though. Okay. Um, the flavor text reads, For ghosts who are acclimated to the pressures of the job and the depths. Asa settled from a long journey within an undersea cavern pocketed by air. Shayakon surveyed the mix of ancient rig foundations and natural stone. It seemed quiet enough, and Slow needed rest. No hive barnacles grew there. Asa had swam far from the largest concentrations of hive and taken and hid away in a cove tucked beneath Golden Age wreckage. Asa filled the yawning space. She slipped through gaps and wrapped herself around plunging stalactites, her serpent worm segmentations gripping the stone, her face half-submerged in slick methane liquid. Shayakon floated down from Asa's back and turned to see Sloane slide and crumple to the cave floor as trails of steam seeped from the cracks in the ground beneath her. Sloane closed her eyes. It's cold here, but the steam... It's warm, she said weakly. The worm coiled a section of her body around Sloane, trapping in the heat around her. Shayakon watched every exchange between the two and drifted out of Sloane's earshot to the worm's gargantuan face. Asa's attention snapped to the blades now protruding from the ghost's shell. The ghost got good and close. I don't know why you helped us. You seem nice. I hope you stay that way. If you're using her, if you turn coat. Shayakon sliced the air. I'll gut you. Asa's massive eye dilated in on Shayakon's iris. The two stared unblinkingly until the worm's eyelid gently closed. She emitted a tone of contrite harmonic equilibrium. I am not your enemy. The ghost scanned the worm's face, and upon seeing its benign softness, retired to the coiled shelter Asa had woven them. Sloane sat in meditation within, radiating a sense of peace that Shea Khan hadn't felt from her in months. The ghost let herself pretend for a moment that even she felt almost safe. It was morning before Sloane woke. Asa met Sloane's eyes through her visor. The tilt of her enormous head signaled a sort of greeting or eagerness. Sloane removed her helmet. Need something? I don't. I out. Awesome. I out. I out. Sloane stumbled backwards into the cavern wall. Shayakon perked up into the air. Boss? Sloane inhaled sharply and dropped to a knee as her ghost swooped in front of her and turned to the creature. Before she could speak, Sloane's hand was on her shell, patting her. It's fine. It's Asa. What's in Asa? Shea Khan questioned. Some kind of proto-worm. Like hive? Shea Khan deployed her blades. No, the hive were something before they were hive, right? The worm gods were too. Asa is her name, I think. The ghost turned to Sloane, then to Asa. What does she want? 
To not be alone, Sloan responded. To be known? Shea Khan retreated closer to Sloan and sheathed her blades. Right then. We like big, powerful allies. Let's hear what they have to say. A joyful shiver trundled from Asa's head down through her coiled form, rippling the methane pooled around her, sending tremors through the stone, causing crumbled dust to rain from overhead. Asa turned and focused on the pair. Her massive eyes spanned well beyond Sloane's entire body. Worm's sympathetic iris flexed and shimmered in hypnotic fluctuations, drawing Sloane into a dissociative state. I ought. I ought. Awesome. I ought. I ought. Sloan tumbled through timeless alien remembrances. She was shown them, spoke of them, as if they are her own, origins and sorrows she now shared. Witness offers powerful curse, a lust masquerading as love. Sloane exhaled hard, but Asa maintained her gaze, and Sloane was swept back into the current. A blade with ambition. I don't... I don't understand. Flashes of fratricidal frenzy ensue. A slither mass carnage. Those once ever bonded now drive fang and lash of tail. Reclaim deep magics once thought too cruel to utter, all in pursuit of a sacred, gifted logic. Vortexes that drink empty fathoms of encrimsoned fundament sea churn above the fray. Asa cannot escape the writhe without unraveling from her captors with violence. She stains her fangs with the flesh of siblings turned rivals. Blood! Betrays blood to prove strength. Survival is pain. Asa flees, familial aftertaste fresh in her mouth. She would never know love again. This gift sours theirs, makes it vicious and hungry. Rejected logic, hunted as traitor, lost like you. Asa dives into an ascendant dream. Cosmic language bathes her as she ventures. Radio songs and magnetic roars that bellow across space. She slips between worlds across great distances, breaches back into space to glide along the curvature of galaxies, chasing a distant point of light, a solar opposite to that which takes love. Sloane gasped for air. She came here for a chance to live. Asa crashes through Titan's thick skin and into its methane sea. The expansion of humanity across Sol unfolds as she mourns. Within a golden age, a bond is found. The collapse found them. A bond is lost. She wages a battle of grief fights against nightmares of despair. The disciple of fear struck Asa. I... Shea Khan peeked at the title. 
lost, retreating, love wanes. The ebb and flow of hope. Bonded, bonded, we live. We live. There's a lot to unpack here. That was um, quite the experience. Yeah. Yeah. This is very Hivey. So after they meet, when they actually start talking with each other, like like you said, it's it's very Hivey. Um, the one point I, I want to, or the one part that I want to point out is when they first figure out Asa's name, you know, what's an Asa? Some kind of proto-worm? Like hive? No, the hive were something before they were hive, right? The worm gods were too. Asa is her name. So like the worms were a split evolution like we had thought. It was just wasn't hive worms and Ahamkara. It was hive worms and whatever Asa is. Right, and it's been finally confirmed that it was... The hive worms and something else. Yes. This is the something else. Yes. And we don't know if they left or they were all killed. Well, there's uh, something later on. She stains her fangs with the flesh of siblings turned rivals. Blood betrays blood. To prove strength, survival is pain. Asa flees, familial aftertaste fresh in her mouth. She would never know love again. And it specifically calls it, you know, a gift. This gift sours theirs, makes it vicious and hungry. So, like, this makes me think that this is actually what the witness did to the hive worms. So, do you remember when um, we were reading the Vow of the Disciple lore books? Yes. About Rolk? And it was kind of the same thing, how he would get, like, a bunch of kids to, like, cage fight each other. And and kill their families, and yeah. So it kind of leads me to believe that the Witness did the same thing to, like, find a champion of their people to, like, make them a disciple. But th- that Asa and her people kind of rejected the entire notion, and then he just decided to wipe them all out. Right. Yeah. And at this point, we only know of two worms that are possibly before the witness and that would be asa and zeta right zeta being the worm mommy the mother of the worm gods yeah right and and the the reason we know that is because she had the her babies right as she was pulled into um servitude and so she's the mother of all the worm gods, right? The, all the worm gods that we know, yeah. Yeah, and so that's all the worm gods of the gods that the hive worship? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure Aka, that I was on the same page as he, right? Like Akka, Yule, Zol. Yule, Z- Zol. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fucking wild. I didn't, I knew that, but I didn't make that. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. They are all Zeta's babies. And I'm thinking that Asa and Zeta might be like distant cousins because they are this, the same species. They could be siblings for all we know. Right. Like, they could literally be related for all we know. 
We don't know. And like Zeta obviously was was manipulated and, and changed because of, you know, being around darkness and dark artifacts, dark beings. But like, that's why I think that there's that specific line in there about the, the familial blood, you know, the familial aftertaste. Because it's it's literally like they became ravenous. Like the witness did something to that species. They became ravenous and started killing each other. So like at this point, we only know that two survived. So as we keep going through this, after we see that it's, you know, the proto-worm, like the hive, the motivations of to not be alone and to be known um, like we've seen her or a worm in the, we've seen them the entire game, like just hanging out. Yeah. Doing donuts, having fun. Yeah. Doing a swim. <laughs> like and, we always wondered like what it was. And, and we know that that's her and we actually yeah. know how she got to Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, we do now. Yeah. 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 It, it says here that she dives into an ascendant dream. Mm-hmm. Cosmic language bathes her as she ventures, radio songs and magnetic roars that bellow across space. She slips between worlds across great distances, breaches back into space to glide along the curvature of galaxies, chasing a distant point of light, a solar opposite to that which takes love. And it's capital L light and capital T takes. She's chasing the traveler. Right. Chasing a distant point of light. So she is chasing the traveler. Like, you know, other people have been doing. And and I just, I I find it funny that the Hive and Asa both chased the traveler, but for completely different reasons. For all we know, Asa could have been the start of like the good Hive, but it never progressed that way. Because she ran, she had to. Like, seeing this up here, a couple paragraphs above this description of her running, flashes of fratricidal frenzy ensue, a slither mass carnage, like all of that. Those once ever bonded now drive to Fang and Lash of Tail. Like, that could also be the description of the cutscene that we saw as the witness is born. Yes. Like, that fratricidal frenzy and mass carnage is the absolutely like just the brutal image that we saw as like they killed themselves the triangle of bodies yeah as they we saw like pieces of body just like laying there in their weird obsession with you know trigonometry and <laughs> <laughs> And like making themselves into their like weird rat king cloud head. So it's the same thing. It's just the fratricidal like mass carnage. It, it It's a very good description of what happened. That could be a description of the cutscene, or it could be a description of what happened to her species. And honestly, it could be a description of what happens every time. It's like the witness is trying to recreate what they did to see if it could happen again. Oh. To create more of them because he's alone. Oh, I never even thought of that. 
Because the witness is now so alone being the only one that has himself like that and now is trying to create another one. I never even thought of that. I never thought of it until I said it just now. Because <laughs> like that 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 makes sense with how the the disciples are. Like if you look at Rolk, Rolk killed his entire species. Yeah, but never ascended to being more than just that. Right. Just the last one of his species. He ascended to being more than his species. Like Rolk is very powerful, and we forget that. Right. And I don't know if the witness is trying to create something that is more powerful than the traveler. We don't know. Because the final shape is trying to put, I don't know, they don't, essentially they are trying to see like, oh, well, we don't like the fact that, you know, the traveler just does whatever the fuck it wants. And we're trying to like put order in the galaxy. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Because it's, like it said, it's trying to calcify things. And that, like, adds order to stuff. It, it does. And so, like, <clears throat> I don't know, I, like, killing a bunch of stuff and trying to, like, make another weird homunculus mass carnage. I don't know. Well, and... and Cloud body. Well, and, and, I mean, looking at it that way, like, the witness could be looking to to replicate itself in a different species simply because like it views the work that it's doing to be too much it could be we don't know i mean at this point asa is now like a giant space whale worm because we've heard asa as being as described in cutscenes as like a space whale Mm -hmm. right here it's a worm worm god but not a worm god. Worm god adjacent. Yeah. Like So they're using proto worm. We're they're using both descriptions here, like interchangeably at this point. Yeah. Proto worm and space whale. Those are not the same things. No. Right? Those are vastly different things. It it might be simply because like they see the size and the only thing that and when it was referred to as a whale, it was from, like, Golden Age people. It was Golden Age researchers. So, like, the only thing they can think of to be that size is a whale. So it might not be that, you know, Asa really is a whale or a worm or anything. It's more like these are the descriptions that people have given it because, you know, this is the closest that we can attribute it. Or, or the closest that we can, you know, refer to it. I'm seeing her size, like, in the actual game. And thinking that, like, space whales are not as big as this. <laughs> Just, like, really having problems with the actual size thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh. I'm trying to think of, like, what specific, like, what the context was for calling Asa a whale you know, a space whale. And I I think quite a bit of it is, you know, it was always golden age researchers that were like, oh, hey, it's a huge creature. The only thing that we know of as, you know, huge creatures are whales. So we're going to call it a whale. That's the only thing I can think of, you know? Yeah, I think you must be right. 
So I'm seeing down here the Disciple of Fear. We know who that is. Nescafe. It's, yeah, it's our bro Nescafe. <laughs> He's been around forever. He's the Disciple of Fear, and he should, like, we should fear him. But at this point, like, the way they introduced him, he's a meme. They introduced him in a box, dude. Like, I can't respect anybody that's in a bento box. <laughs> Especially not when you say you have his penis yeah. in the box. Like, I can't think of anything else <laughs> ever when, when it comes to him now. Whenever you start the encounter, it's like, I have your penis in my backpack. I I can't. It's in your backpack now. Oh man. <laughs> I figured you'd have that shit like on a necklace or something. Oh god, no. Just wearing it around your neck like some sort of trophy. <laughs> uh-uh. No, because then like if I get knocked on my my ass, like his penis is just gonna whack me in the face. No. <laughs> Hey guys, this is editing Rindle here. Um Yeah, that's 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 a callback. If you wanna hear more, just just listen to episode 159 again. <laughs> You'll get all of the origin to these Nezzy Bento goings on. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Alabas! But um, so the disciple of fear struck Asa, um, which it makes me wonder, like, if Asa then had fears and nightmares. And that's what gave him the strength to actually injure Asa. Yeah, because he has a lot of strength because of like his location and what he could feed on. Especially, like, the amount of time that he was there because he was on the moon. Like, that's his pyramid ship. Yeah. Well, and and his pyramid ship arrived, like, he was the pilot fish for the Witnesses' army. Like, he was the scout. Judging by this entry, he found Asa, attacked her, enough to injure her, and, and he was like, well, she's not going to be much of a threat now so then he went to go find the veil i am wondering there's a lot of mention of love in this yeah in reference to taking with and that's capital t taking and just her knowing love and i don't really understand that at all lost retreating love wanes and i don't know if that's just like her being away from her people and that just in general like not having the love of a people anymore and being like the last of her kind or specifically love itself or love being more of a power or an analogy to something like i'm really unclear on that and i don't know if we'll have an answer it, like we don't have anything confirmed but i think you called it like right on the head uh with your first assumption that she, you know she's been away from her her people for millennia at this point i mean we saw how isolation was with just a pandemic for you know a couple of years imagine millennia i don't want to imagine millennia because just a pandemic and not being around people really sucks right 
and, and that's that's exactly what I'm getting. You know, love wanes because at this point she's forgotten what love felt like because her people died several millennia ago. Wow, that's depressing now. Thanks a lot, Elvis. <laughs> now I'm sad. You're the one who got me thinking down that road. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Is there anything else about this? I mean, they talked about fundament in this. They did. Uh, the vortex is a drink, empty fathoms of encrimsoned fundament sea churn above the fray. That is so purple prose. Blah. But it's very pretty at the same time. Yeah, they mentioned fundament. Right. But it does kind of allude to Asa being the Leviathan from Books of Sorrow. Right. A little bit. Like there there's there's nothing confirming it. But no. like there's nothing that confirms anything. We're just guessing. Right. Right. Everything's guessing. <laughs> Educated guesses at this point. Uh yeah. But I do see a lot of this as um the blood betrays blood to prove strength. Survival is pain. It's so sword logic to prove your strength and to kill people to like become stronger is the basis of sword logic. And and that's that's why I'm I'm thinking that like the witness did something to Asa's species. And then here, rejected logic, hunted as traitor. Right. Wasps like you. Maybe maybe she rejected the sword logic, hunted as traitor. And and that's exactly it. Yeah. That's why there's there's two different worms now. Or two different paths. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, you've got Asa who is still actually trying to cling to the light. Yeah. And then you've got the worms, you know, the actual hive worms. The actual, you know, hive god sword logic worms. Yeah. And it's it's because the witness did something to the overall species, but also was able to reject the sword logic. Yeah, but she's the last one. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, shout outs? Question mark? Actually, real quick. Oh, do you have more? So I'm I'm going to be taking a few steps through this. Lead me on your journey. Okay, so the Disciple of Fear. Nescafe. He injures Asa, takes a rib from Asa. Uh-huh. Somehow, like, he presents it to, to Rolk as kind of like, you know, hey, look at this trophy I got. It ends up in Rolk's ship. Oh, is that the one that I like to dance on during the... That's um... what I was thinking. Oh! Because we know that it, it was from the Leviathan on Fundament. Like Oh shit, no way, yeah. Like Rolk actually calls that out. I don't know if Rolk was able to injure Asa as well and take the 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 rib or if it was something that Nescafe did and then Rolk took the, the rib, or if Rolk is actually the disciple of fear. I figured he was the disciple of wrath, but like or pride. No, I thought he was fear or nightmares or something. Right, that's that's why I was thinking Nescafe because he's the nightmares feed off of fear and and negative emotions and so like that's why I'm thinking it's it's Nescafe and then Rolk took the rib. 
like I'm still trying to make this this work in my head and I'm going to be working on this for a while. So like we can we can I believe it. We can move into shout outs. Oh, no, I believe it, though, because I mean, Rolk is really like. I swear to God, he's the a simping Chad. <laughs> I was going to say more of like the. Mm, I don't know. Simping Chad is good. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Because like he's got all the- people call him a people call him like a daddy, but he's not. He's a baby bitch boy. Like he's got all the the personality traits of a Chad, but he is simping so hard for the witness. Then that's what makes him a little baby bitch boy. Like it's not even attractive at this point, because he literally wants to like lick the feet of the witness. It's really gross. Every five minutes, it's you know, notice me, senpai. It is notice me, senpai. Ugh. <laughs> it's gross. Anyway, <laughs> shout outs. Yeah. So, uh, since Shia Khan's scuba shell is a ghost shell, we are going to be going with ghost shells that you like for some reason. Oh yay! That sounds like fun. So mine. And you'll never be able to figure out why I like this one. It's the saintly shell. The one that looks like Saint 14. Shut up. <laughs> I wonder why you like that one. <laughs> hey, I'm willing to admit it. I know. Um, so I don't have like a single shell that I'm super married to because I have like nine current ghost shells that I cycle through. And I, it's literally because, like, oh, I'm playing Gambit. Put my Gambit shell on. Oh, I'm doing strikes. Better put my strike shell on. Oh, I need to, like, pull armor. Better put my armor shell on. And my other one that has, like, my wombo combo. Better put that one on. Like, I'm not married to any particular shell. But this one came out this season, and I actually had to, like, buy it for money because I really wanted it. It's the digital pet shell because it looks like a Tamagotchi, and I love Tamagotchis. I have so many of them. Taking it back to the 90s. Guys, I collect Tamagotchis. I have like 35 Tamagotchis. So, fun fact. Digimon, Mm -hmm. you know, Digital Monsters, was created by Bandai, and Bandai created Tamagotchi. That's true. The reason Digimon was created was because they wanted a boy version of Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis are for boys, as well as girls. Uh, Yeah, I agree. But like getting into the 90s mindset, a lot of them were pastel colors. True. So they, they wanted a a very boys version of, of Tamagotchis. So they It makes sense because a lot of those have giant tits. So they made Digimon and then they were like, oh hey, this is completely becoming its own thing. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I had no idea. Rindles is the predator sun shell because we did ask him. Yeah. So anyway, do you have some special thanks for us? Yes. This is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zevis. You can find him at Rindle Zevis. The artwork and music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under the fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, 
visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at heyisorchid, or at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at guardians of lore, all one word. You could also leave a review wherever you find the podcast, but let us know about it. And you can do that by jumping into our Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Finger guns. I'm not going to say it this time. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much, finger guns. Yes. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Orchid. Goodbye, Orchid. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you. Otters. They're fuzzy. They are fuzzy. I'm so glad you noticed.